Welcome to this episode of Hangout with Sujata. And today I have a special guest and her name is Anne and she's, uh, she's been a part of my journey where uh, when I wrote the book, I was in Clubhouse and I found Anne in Clubhouse. One of the times when she was in a low mood and she was sitting all by herself in a room. And that's what I do. I somehow land up and I was there and then we got uh, together and she's been an amazing source of uh, a wonder to me because uh, not only did she buy my book, she buys all my books and best of all, which I'm fond of saying, she literally treats me, treats the book like a real person and carries the book with her. So she has gone for surgery to the hospital and people care, you know, are accompanied by maybe a relative or friend or somebody. And here actually takes my book with her as the companion. I'm with her. I know when her surgery is going to take place from the other side of the globe. And she takes the book and she even tells the doctor that her companion, a friend is here and shows him the book and even insists that, you know, he sort of, uh, comes on a video call to say hi, hello, so that, you know, just as if, if I was there physically, she uses technology to see that there is no distance. So that is Anne for you. So Anne, I'm very honored and privileged to have you today on my show. Before I start, would you let, do you want to say something or I'll go straight to your playlist? This is very thankful for God send you in my life. I'm super thankful for yeah, you know that how thankful I am for your support and your love to me. I appreciate you beyond, for sure. Let's get started. So happy to be. So I'm going to start with your playlist and the first song is Lambada, right? And yes. just to tell you, it's one of my favorite songs too. Anyway, let, let's hear the song first. Thank you. 
Okay, so why is this song on your playlist? This song um, was a huge success in Brazil in the 90s, when I was a child. And my dad signed up me for a dancing contest with this song. And I'll find myself ready to get in to the stadium to dance the contest, and nobody was there. Not my dad, not my mom. No one was there for me. Even like, I keep looking around like, where my parents are? Where is everybody? My mother suffered a motorcycle accident that day, coming back from work. And my dad was with her at the hospital and they sent my cousin to pick me up that day. So literally the song, it's very festive. I know it's very festive, but in climate in my heart, this abandonment issue that I have, like I felt so abandoned, just so lost, <laughs> like literally. And then when I found out my mother was in the hospital, I could not, not grasp because I was seven years old. So I could not grasp why did not, nobody showed up for me so selfish to think now like how selfish i was <laughs> and yeah that's is what why this song is in my playlist because of that what feelings the songs brought to me and how i grew for the feelings too that's why wow you know this is what i say that a, a piece of music can mean so many different things to so many different people I have always uh, looked at uh, this music as a as one of the best dance musics that you can think of, you know. And um, the video is also very nice if you actually watch the video. But when you tell me your story about this song, it's true. It's like bittersweet because, you know, it was a dance contest that your dad signed you up for, and you were so looking forward to it. And the feeling of aban abandonment at this at that age is perfectly valid. How would you know that they were in the hospital, right? That's why they couldn't come. And years later, you may be able to process it. But at that moment, that child is going to feel what you felt, right? It's normal to feel like that. And then probably later when you came to know that that's why they couldn't come, you must have also felt guilt and remorse. Like you're saying, no, I was selfish. No, you were not selfish. You, you just didn't know. And when you don't know, and you only see what you see, that's when we you know, deal with the emotions that come across. So don't be hard on yourself, but I know what you say. Thank you for sharing that piece. And with that, I shall go to the next song. I don't know whether I pronounce it correctly or not. It is so, Sobalkasu or something like that. Sobakasu, Sobakasu. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs>
guy. Okay, so tell me about this song. This song is the first time I really fell in love. Like, it was a crazy love story between me and this, this teenager. We were teenagers at the time and um, we used to watch this anime. This is a open song for a anime. We, he, I'm still a huge fan of anime, and we watch this anime all the time together. We play video game together. We do most of the stuff of Chinese do at the time together. And we were not allowed to be together. His mother hates me. And because his mother hates me, my mother hates him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you don't like my daughter? I want to like Elsa either. End of it. <laughs> Oh my God, it was like this, that was nothing sexual. It was just she, deep, pure love between us. We literally love each other. Oh my God, one time he bought um, uh, some concert tickets for us to go. Remind me, we are 15. <laughs> We're not allowed to go anywhere at 15. And we, escape, we escape to go to this concert. And I remember like we so in love is so like dancing, hugging, kissing. And he'd say, let's run away. Like, let's run away. Like, where are we going? Are you crazy? His name is Fabio. Are you crazy? No, no, I, I'm not gonna hurt my mom that way. I can't do that. And then his mother found out that we, they go to this concert and she come to my house, make a huge scene in the street, like huge. Oh my God, my mother hate this kind of like uh, attention. That was like the last straw. Like literally, I will not allow to see him whatsoever. And we have to broke up. There was too much tension between everybody like it was insane of like why are we not allowed to be together and we ended up they move out years later he texted me on instagram like out of the blue like um she'll love you i will always love you always love you and i was like you know what i love it too i think our love can never end it. And a couple years later, he texted me again. It was his wedding time and he got married. He was going to get married like three days for his wedding. Fun fact that he married a Japanese girl. <laughs> he loved so much money, he, left. he married a Japanese girl. 
and uh, he called he called me on the FaceTime on, on the Instagram and he told me this was supposed to be our wedding. I was like, Papi, don't go there. Do not go there. And he'd say, say the word and I end this, I end this wedding right now. But what? Are you losing your mind right now? Bobby, our love was at the time when we are 15. That is our love and our love forever. Now we are different people. We are not the same. You can do this. Like you cannot come here after all this year, tell me to tell you to end this wearing so we can be together. This is, no. And he, he cried, I cried. And I told you he, it's the best, we never speak again. Like get married, be happy, have a children, enjoy your life. You can, we can do this. We can never see each other, end of it. And he just say, but I still want talking to you. I still, you are my friend. First of most, you are my friend. You are my Jeep's friend. And I understand that, but we cannot talk together ever again. This feelings that you feel, it's because that time. Now it, we passed the time. I don't know if I could explain right here, but that's what the conversation is about. And to this day, I never spoke to him again. He did contact me when I got sick because he's find out by others that I got sick. He tried to contact me and I did not answer him. I don't feel right he's married. He has two children now. So I didn't feel right to talk to him again, but this song is so remind me how in love we were, how fun, how light, how, how friendship that we have. It was like not other and paved the way for me to love others and know what true love is. So I'm very thankful for him for that time and for our mutual relationship and love. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> You're so incredible. You're quite wise beyond your years. And I have to say that because there are two, three uh, aspects to your story. One is uh, there is a kind of a love. And I always say this, why do we put love into brackets? So if you say there is a love which you had then and which now is not there. That raises a question mark, but probably you know where he's coming from. While you may have moved on, he probably has not moved on in some ways. So maybe there is a confusion between friendship and love. And uh, obviously how you deal with your love is, is something your choice. So you decided that time has passed over the bridge, so to say, and you don't want to complicate his life because probably he's not still sure of his emotions and feelings for you. Maybe 
but we don't know whether now he is wants to be just a friend or he is still in love with you and that would complicate his marriage so you no so you had a, you had a choice and you exercised your choice to see that you don't become the other woman in his marriage and i think that is wisdom on your part so okay i knew you had the wisdom in you <laughs> yeah that's a good uh, decision i think that you took and with that we go to the next song which is oh, i think <laughs> you first are the least as very fast yeah yes that's right okay <laughs> listen to the song
Okay. So, what's the meaning of this song? The song it is talk about you are their way. When I see you, I want to uh, kiss you. Uh, I like you. Uh, from the night time at the morning time. Um, this song, it is one of the things that I remember that happened to me who brought really me closer to my dad. Uh, when I was 17, I fell in love with this professor of my professor. He was a professor in Latin. I went to all school girls. So he used to uh, recite your poetry for us, like you really dirty poetry in Latin. And of course, teenagers, every, everyone was in love with him. Everybody in the class. There was no one girl who was not in love with this professor. I come home and one day, I was, I should listen to this song all the time. I was so in love with this man. I should listen to this song all the time. And then I come home and I blurt out to my mom, mom, I want to have a sex. Just like that. I want to have a sex. I'm in love. I mean, he's everything that I dream about. I, I, I need this. I need this made my life. Exactly the way that I'm telling you, my mother literally like, I'm calling your dad right now. I'm calling your dad right now. And then she called my dad, my dad come. At the time my parents were, was already divorced. So my dad come and pick me up and he, he brought me to this brothel. I will never forget that. He brought me to this brothel. I was like the most disgusting place ever they smell oh my god i can never forget the smell of that place yeah we sit down in the table and one of the prostitutes come in and serve us like a beer or a cup of the premier and for him and what is this that i heard that you like when i have a sex like you 17 it's, it's living allowed to have a sex yeah not that i mean not telling you to not have a sex because nobody can the the term or tell any woman it's my dad say that there any woman or stop any woman to do sex whatever that she wants age doesn't matter nothing matters and i told you i mean i just have this feeling that like it coming like from my belly to my heart that's like consuming like my thoughts and my soul i'm so in love with him so in love and then he called one of the prostitutes to the table she come in i remember i remember perfectly she had like these massive boobs like massive she come in sit down she didn't even sit down in the chair she sat down in the table and then my dad talked to her, told you her, can you hear this? Like, and then she's like, what is the cause of that? I was like, it's love. It's in love. I am in love. And she's laughing, laughing. <sighs> that is the most sweetest thing I never heard in my life. <laughs> Just like that, the sweetest thing. Uh, men, 
men are amazing manipulators, amazing liars. Men can create this perfect world and make you believe, make you like they dream about a day. And I was like, what are you talking about? No, he did it. Yes, he did it. The way that you're describing, like, with everything, this man literally pouring in your mind this ideal that you burn in passion so much that you want to give yourself to him. That was the conversation to me. And then she's like, you need to be cautious. Love, it is a really thin thing. Not every man is going to love you. Not every man will be the person that you imagine they are. In your mind, he is perfect. He's amazing. Mm. He's, that's my dog. He's amazing. He's gonna um, like be this prince charm, this love, this lover that you think that he is. Oh, child, sweet, sweet, sweet little one. Just like that, she called me little one. She called me pequenininha. Oh, pequenininha. And she literally was very open to me. She explained stuff. I was allowed to ask whatever I want. I asked a bunch of questions to her, like a bunch of it. Like things that I don't think is proper to ask to talk here. And my dad allowed me to do that that day and allowed to even asking him questions that day, I literally, literally felt really like really close to him that time. And I will never forget, like never forget that he brought me to the brothel and have this type of conversation with the prostitute. I will never forget that. So that song, I usually list that song because of the professor, but that song marks more the time with my dad that I have that I bonded with him deeply over this whole thing <laughs> and then pass like he'd say it's oh no it's gonna pass everything's passed every this feeling will go away this feeling is not eternal okay have a patient have a patient a better man will come over a man who truly loves you this man doesn't love you this man doesn't love anybody this man is a creator of a fantasy, not a true thing. I hope you can see that. Short story, he did have an affair with four students. <laughs> the whole class. <laughs> later on, we find out, like late, really later on, because I don't know, when you're young, everything's like so much, like everything coming to you, um, oh my god I can't explain right I don't know if I explain you right no I got it so first of all I'm really fascinated by your father the way he operated and you know gave you a life lesson by taking you to hear some words of uh, growing up messages from a prostitute I mean how open or different kind of uh, way of operating is what I'm thinking of because I've never heard of such a thing before. 
that you take mm -hmm. your daughter to the brothel and you let the prostitute, you know, initiate her into uh, love life matters, if I may say so. But, but you oh, know, he, Sujata, he was so like concerned about like safety when I was eight years old. He come home at one time, he brought like a big bag of condoms from a banana and make me practice like practice so much. You do not gonna have AIDS. Do you understand? Do you understand? In the nineties, <laughs> AIDS was a big thing in Brazil. So my dad literally like in my head. People doesn't come with the AIDS in the head. Condoms is important. Do you understand? Practice, practice, practice. It's like that. I don't know what happened to him, but he was the strangest in that way. Oh my God, I miss my dad. And the and the other thing is that you know it's uh, it's quite uh, common for uh, the faculty, if I may be politically correct to say. You know, the faculty, it's known that they take advantage of uh, students' infatuation. So that was obviously not love. That's an infatuation which a lot of children or a lot of adolescents go through, you know, for their uh, professors or for their teachers and all at some given point of time. And uh, it is for the professors or the faculty not to take advantage of their students. When you say that he had affairs with four students, obviously he took advantage of them. And thankfully you didn't fall into that, you know, statistics number game where you would have been probably five and not four. So even, if, even if your father had an unorthodox way of teaching you and dinning some sense, uh, it worked, right? So with that, we shall go to the next song which is Sem saber o que eu digo pra mim 
você me deixar. O que é que eu faço amanhã? Quando eu me levantar e não ter mais teu corpo pra me aconchegar. Não sente teus abraços querendo apertar o que sempre foi teu. O que é que eu digo a saudade quando ela chegar e o desejo na boca querendo beijar? O que é que eu faço pra me acostumar a viver sem você? Já nem vê o que faz mais sentido e me joga na cara palavras que fazem doer demais. Bate a porta e me deixa assim, sem saber o que eu faço de mim. Sem saber o que eu digo pra mim Se você me deixar O que é que eu faço amanhã Quando eu me levantar E não ter mais teu corpo pra me aconchegar Não sente teus abraços querendo apertar O que sempre foi teu O que é que eu te This song gets reminded me the most humiliating thing that happened in my life. Like, can never forget. It's a feeling that can never go away. Alcione is a singer from where I'm from, where I born, the same island that I'm from. And 
she was doing a show in St. Louis and that's where I met my, my first fiance. And we discovered that we go to the same university and that was like so much love, so much passion. That's when I truly like, oh my God, I love this person. And like six months, let's get married. Let's get married. All right. And he proposed and okay. And our mothers took over. That was not my wedding. I knew I know it was not my wedding whatsoever. But it was okay. Everybody was happy and everything was perfect. Like in my mind, everything was so perfect. But when it starts coming closer, like to actually the wedding date, it was can't explain, right? Like it was a weird feelings start to pop up. Conflicted feelings in my heart. A month for our wedding, he come to my house and uh, like little passion in, in, in Brazil, they call me little passion. Uh, actually it's passionzinha. Passionzinha, um, I have uh, something to tell you. I was like, what is that? What is that? What is that? What is that, Amado? And then he's like, you know, I love you. Don't you? Oh my God, when he'd say that, I'm like, what? You know I love you, don't you? I was like, okay, what is it? I slept, just like that, I slept with Marcia. It was like, come again, what, move? And she's pregnant. I was like, what? I did not have a reaction. Like, I was like, Marcia grew up with me. We grew up in the same in the same area together. She's my friend forever. We've we been friends since we were kids. And she was invited for the wedding. Uh, and then he turned around and told me like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. It, it. We can still get married. Things gonna be the same and not, nothing's gonna change. Just like that. And I was like, numb, shocked, like, like what? No worry about it. Everything's gonna be fine, and it, it's gonna be okay. We go with the wedding. It was two hundred people between my family, his family. It was too much people, too much money pouring. My mom spent a lot of money this wedding. His mom. It was like I can't even explain it. It was the most humiliating, painful thing ever. Like, I, I did not have a reaction properly. I, I slapped him in the face. I kicked him out of the, my house. I told him I don't wanna see him. I will give you a couple. After I slapped, I slapped him in the face. 
he get to his car and he should say, I will give you a couple of days. I will come back in two weeks. And then we discuss this again. There is nothing to discuss. What? No, 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 and no. There is no discussion whatsoever. Uh, one of my aunts was literally like, this is what marriage is about. You know, a wife is blind, mute, and deaf. That's what a wife is for. What? What are you talking about? No, I, I don't want to be a blind, deaf, mute wife. I don't want that. I'm very stubborn in such ways. And I remember my dad come in like, oh, baby. And he sat down and cried with me because I couldn't stop crying. So he's like, you're going to get off of this, you know? It's not eternal. Nothing's eternal. <laughs> come on now. What is not forever? We can tolerate. I know it hurts now, but it, it, it's going to be easy later on. And a bunch of people upset with me. His mother was extremely upset. Why am I not let this go? It was just a slip. Why don't you let this go? It's just a slip. You pick it up the child for her. That is not a problem. I adopt the child in my name. Nothing's going to change. You don't have to see the child. What? And I did talk to my friend, and she, she just say it just happening, it just happening. It was just a one time thing, and it happened. I was like, no, it isn't just happening. Nothing just happening. <laughs> I don't know this idea. People just say, oh, it just happened. Oh. No, it was just your one time thing. No, it's never gonna happen again. Oh Lord. It's if you start now, if I will go through this, you're gonna cheat on me in my whole marriage. I will never want like one piece. I will go crazy. I will go lose my mind. I can't do that. And I told you my mother, it's not gonna have a wedding. She's like, you know, we put a lot of money in this. I'm like, yeah, but I was not the one who was cheat. I was not the one who, who ain't fought. Why? It, it was so random to see why everybody took it the stand to shaming me and telling me that I was the one do wrong. Why did I couldn't let go? What's wrong with me? I'm, and I don't understand that. The only person who like told me like, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be always my dad. Even my mom, like, you know, we can let, let this go. If you want to. I'm like, I don't wanna let this go. I really don't. And then I think like a couple 
months later, I start to think like, that was not my wedding. That was nothing mine. That was day wedding. That was somebody else's wedding. Not my wedding. That was not my husband to be. Nothing was mine from the start. It was, I don't know. It's, it was just so humiliating, so painful. It was like, oh God, you want to remember like the people, everybody, oh. Uh, it was, it was cringing. I, I don't know how many people can go through this kind of stuff like. Yeah, you're right. How many people can be so brave about a situation like that, that you called off the wedding? Which was the right thing to do because uh, this is what society tells us. What, what is very interesting is this is exactly how society tells us. When things happen, they say to put it under the carpet. You know, they try to bury things. And it's not as if by putting under the carpet, it's going to go away. It does not go away unless you take a stand to make it go away like you did, right? So yes, it was a wound. It was very hurtful. I think you should, uh, uh, maybe at that time it was, but you shouldn't uh, talk of humiliating. It's, it was actually the biggest betrayal that you could have had from not only him, it was from your friend also, who said it was just, you know, like a casual thing. No, it's not a casual thing, right? And that's when she was, she became pregnant. Was uh, Why bring it up if it was so meaningful and she cared so much about you? Okay, it happened. She could have just, uh, what happened? Did she have the child? They got married. Okay, so they got married. So then what were they talking about? So if they got married and they had the child, then you were speaking about that episode as if, oh, it just happened, you know, and just let it go. So you were not willing to give up the child. The child was going to be adopted by so-and-so, so-and-so. Everything was going to be, and you were supposed to live with a man who betrayed you. You would have to look at your friend uh, all the time, see the kid or hear about the kid, know about the kid and live like that. That is called like, first you are abused and then you're, doubly abused you know by asking you to let go or to cover it up and all that just because you want to put on a facade in front of society the society is not going to be in your bedroom or in your marriage right when you have to deal with it so i'm so glad that you took a principled stand and stuck to it because it does go away it's a lesson of learning how not to trust i'm sorry but that's how life teaches us not to trust because yeah. trust is a word which has to be treated very seriously. It's like when you go to the shop and you see the China ware, right? Uh, and there's a display on it that while you're inspecting it, if it breaks, once broken, it's sold. Remember? So even if it's broken, you pay for it, but be careful when you handle it, right? And that's exactly what I would say relates to trust. Trust once broken does not come back so easily and maybe never at all. Okay. Sujata. No, Sujata, after all these years of their happening, yeah. when they got separated, the first person who popped up in my Facebook, how dare you? Literally, I literally wrote for you, how dare you ever speak to me? Do not ever speak to me ever 
do not. You send me another message, I will call your wife. I will literally call her. Do not send me a message. And when I go back to Brazil, I'm personally going to kick your ass. You walk in the street freely, I come up behind you and I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Do you understand? <laughs> Just like that. But I hope you never, I hope you <laughs> never for, forgave your, no. your friend. No. Because, um, because more than the man, I'm deeply, uh, you know, disturbed by the best friend or your friend who, you know, first of all, <laughs> I've slept with him and then tries to put it off by saying, oh, it just was a, you know, casual sort of slip on. Hey, one time if they got married they have a second child together i mean uh, i mean how I, could you even I, be so insensitive to talk to you like that instead of saying i'm so sorry and you know whatever whatever and my sorry is not enough instead of saying all that she tries to justify by saying oh it was no big deal yeah so no she, deal. Was, yeah. she was never your friend because i think she was longer in your life <laughs> than this guy Okay. With that, we go to the next song, which is, I think you have to say. Te extraño. Okay. Let's say it. <laughs> El tiempo pasa y pasa y yo sigo así, queriéndote en mis brazos sin poder tener y busco una salida para no morirme así. Ay, qué lejos de nada tu amor está de mí. Yo lloro y lloro al saber que no estás en mis labios, tanto por no sentirme así. Pero es malo saber que ya no me quieres a mí.
songs uh i can't even like oh god because of what happened to me i met a wonderful guy and i just wasn't the best person at the time and i just literally literally play around literally broke him with my unwelcome love for him and he just tried to love me and that kind of, I was broken by first and and I did not heal properly and literally from my almost wearing to jump riding into a relationship with him his name was Daniello and mm -hmm. he just want to love me and that call whatsoever doesn't matter whatever he did he, he tried so much he gave so much and i couldn't give nothing to him oh my god he literally humiliated himself for me to accept him the way that he wanted to be loved and i could not love him and that was the biggest, one of the biggest regrets of my life that I should have never ever entered a relationship with the hand. I, I broke a perfect sweet person for nothing. For my own stupid conception because I was humiliated, I need somebody else right now. I need somebody to be there. I need a backup. I need to show that I can have whatever I think I can get. And show how selfish and stupid. And the song is the song that he used to play for me. And uh, we used to go to Bailey's and dance bachata a lot together. And he loved to dance. And we should dance a lot together. Yeah, but I running here for sure, and I know that I take full responsibility later on. I after I think two years I met him again. He was a completely French person, like completely French person. He literally become the biggest player ever after, or maybe he already was. I don't know, but. He was completely different. And even tried to play me, literally. I was like, wow, who are you? Who are you? You reap what you sow. That was his answer. You reap what, what, what? You rip what you sow. Ah. 
You reap what you sow. Yeah, that was his answer. So that's all good. Yeah, I did that. And that was the biggest regrets. I should have never done that ever. But it happened. Oh my God. I think I'm going to start crying. I don't know why. This whole. This, uh, this uh, uh, podcast, I think I sent you where Maxine had uh, given a review where she called it the musical therapy. And uh, so it's okay if you are crying and going down memory lane. It's a very tragic thing that happened, but I will only tell you, uh, you know, don't be hard on yourself. Uh, I think both of you suffered because you were not healed and you were getting into a relationship, so you were not prepared. And he took the rejection or the heartbreak to heart. You know, heartbreak to heart so much that he changed, which also I think tragic that she shouldn't have done. Anyway, that's how people make choices, people go with the flow, and then things turn out the way they do. Okay, the next song is uh, Tiziana Fred's Shotan. Yeah. <laughs> 
This, this song is like a Christmas song. My dad married six times after my mom. And uh, my dad married six times. <laughs> yeah, so one of his wife, that was the wife that I truly love her so much. The songs talk about uh, forgiveness and it's Christmas. Just forgive me, it's Christmas. And Tiziano Ferro becomes very famous the time of the song in Brazil. They have a novel about it and he explodes in Brazil. So, um, oh so my dad married this woman called Teresa. She was the, the full wife and um, she was an amazing human being. You know, when you have the feeling like this person is, is good to the core, like my mother loved her. Everybody loved her. Like literally, like it, she is such a good, a good thing, like that you can feel in. Caring, uh, kindness. You, you could not like do not be her presence. You do not do not like her she was so delightful and he go and literally cheering on her become like the worst person ever and I literally was so mad at him so mad I never my dad my dad is the person that you cannot get mad at him he has this thing on him like doesn't matter what he does you cannot be mad at him for more than five minutes. It's unbelievable. I did not talk to him for a month when she packed it up and left. And we spent one Christmas together with her. She, she did come to our house because that's how I grew up. My dad was always there. My mother is an angel. <laughs> I always say my mom is an angel. She, like she always say, if I don't have a two children with you, I never speak to you again. But we have a two children. We need both of us. I mean, whatever you marry, have to be part of it because that's our family. End of it. And when Teresa left, I was so mad. Everybody was mad. His whole family was mad. My uncle, my cousins, everybody. Like, why? Why can you be their husband? Why can't you be a, a normal person? 
And I never really not spoke to him. Like we were very close, me and my dad. I think my dad was very much more closer to me than my sister. Because my sister's a very like independent, weird person. She doesn't like anybody. She does, that's my sister. She, she doesn't anybody. She doesn't like anybody. And I was very close to him. And then I did not speak to him for a whole month. I was like November and December was that should be Christmas. And he called me crying to say, Are you never gonna spoke to me ever again? Like that, like. I know I I messed it up. I, I I know that. But you you don't understand the reasons. You don't know what is it. Like what is it? Is that then uh, unless you tell me you've been possessed by a demon? <laughs> oh my god. And Christmas came. I did start talking to him. Christmas came and then he come to Christmas to the house. My mother was very upset with him because everybody was upset with him because Teresa. And uh, my uncle came for, for the food. Christmas in Brazil is the French of America. It's just a dinner, sit down dinner, and the midnight you go and everybody's house and eat stuff like and have parties and dances, stuff like that. And, uh, my dad stand up. I'm just she human. I'm just she human. I can credit you 10,000 reasons. But in the end, I am just she human. I am in the fault. I'm not perfect. If you're all going to cast me aside for my imperfections, you better look into yourselves. If you have a, a glass roofing, in your house, you should not throw in nobody else's uh, stone's house. And there was the moment like, wow, everybody like. Forgive him. Everybody forgive him. Okay. <laughs> Good. So now we go on to the next song, which is. Alejandra Sanz, Corazón Partido. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Y de lo bello que es mi 
Okay. The song. Corazón Pasido, it is a song about healing the heart. Who's gonna heal my heart? Who's gonna take care of me when the wind is coming? So I met a person, I met this guy and he tries to heal me. He succeeds in healing me to believe it. Um, have a relationship is it's a good thing. Just because you suffer before doesn't mean that you have to suffer all the time with another person. Everybody's different. But you have to let go and allow yourself to heal and understand not everybody is the same. Not men, all men are bad or all men are the same. Do all men going to treat the same way? All men are liars or cheaters. Do not exist such a thing. And he was that person. But he did not lie to me. You know that. When we were together. But when I brought him home to introduce to my parents, the first thing my dad said was, he's gay, he doesn't know yet. Just like that. That was the first thing my dad said. Thing it was perfect. And four months together, uh, he told me that was better we broke up. I was like, yeah, he, he, he wanna broke up with me uh, four months together. With three months, I brought him home to meet my parents. And when we make four months together, he, he wanna broke up with me. He discovered he was gay, which your father had predicted. Yes, he, he wanna broke up and I told him why. Why you wanna do that? What's going on, Chenayal? His name is Chenayal. I have a feeling for somebody else. Just like that. He was that person to me. Despite what happening, everything, it hurts at first, but then I don't I understand. Worse was if he, keeping me up, keep it dragging our relationship because of whoever society, whatever somebody's wants, that would be much worse. But he pulled me and he told me everything. And he'd say he doesn't know how this is start or if it was going to ever end it. But the only thing that he was searching at this point was that he was in love with that person. And if I find in my heart to forgive him for not discover first, for not tell me first. And that literally changed me a little bit to 
be better because I was so caught up in myself all the time. And he did everything, tried to heal me. He was very supportive, very loving, very, very much helpful. There was nothing that was not beyond to help, nothing. And he had the courage to literally tell me. And at first, like I told you, right now, I just want to cry and go home. And I did. Like three weeks later, that was three weeks almost. I contacted him and then we met at this um, lunch place and told me, like, I hope you're okay. I, I'm really, really worrying about you. And I was like, I'm okay now. I'm okay now. Can you give me a hug? Okay, I can give you a hug. Do you think because of what I told you, you will change with me? Do you think I'm disgusting? Or you think uh, like the, somehow you're going to hate me forever? And I told you, he, no. I grow. I told you, I grow. I grow a lot. And I don't thank you, disgusting. I just want to thank you for letting me know before I put more of me or invest everything on you. Thank you for that. I thank you a lot. And I start to cry again. And I start to cry again at the lunch place. And then he's hugging me to say, things gonna go okay. I was like, I know, I know, it's just the feelings at the moment. And then we started laughing, like, I crying, I laughing and everything else. And I remember calling my dad after, and then he's like, you right? <laughs> you are so right. Or your mouth is uh, damning me. <laughs> I just say it like this, you pouring a spell, bad spell on me, dad. It's like, oh, oh, baby, oh, baby, no, I'll never do that. <laughs> and that was it. That, that, that's it. <laughs> okay, so you evolved and you accepted him for who he was, which is good. Okay, yeah. so the next song is Bring Me to Life. I can pronounce this one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's hear this. Oh, 
Save you from what? <laughs> <laughs> this song, it is about wanna save somebody's. That I wanna, thinking back in my life, how good childhood that I have, or how great my life always was like, it didn't compare to other people who has like really rough lives who grew up like in poverty, below poverty, extremely um, abused. And I don't have that, none of that, never. One time I met this girl in my party and her boyfriend be her in front of everybody, like literally. And my friends and I, we literally pray because that's what you do. You see a man, they got woman, everybody's go on top. And my friend and I took her home to her house. She was crying, shaking, and I don't know, something on me like, I wanna save this person. I don't know why I found that way to save that person, but I wanna save her so bad. But so much, I, I, I give my phone number, we, we talk. I wanna brought her to the church with me and everything else. But it taught me a big lesson. You cannot help anybody if they don't want to be helped because I was so invested to like my god just save this girl this is insane I need to save her what why and I keep asking my mom why does she cannot accept my help I don't understand that I can't I, I cannot grasp in my head like why does she want to continue being with this man? Why does she want to continue being this life? I don't understand that. And I got so mad, so mad, so mad. And my mother like, this is not good for you. You cannot be here to somebody else when you know your own hero. You need to take care of you before because the amount of pressure and, and stress that you're putting on you to be the hero to this girl who doesn't want you to be hero at all, but you are insisted. You think that you're doing the right thing when you do not look into yourself for the right thing. Baby, stop, stop. Cry so much, I cry so much. How can this possible be? No, I want to do the right thing. I've been so stubborn sometimes that I can't believe that I do such a thing it's before. How selfish I was because I want her to be helped. I want to help her any shape, type, or form. I don't care what she, what she wants. I don't care what she thinks. She has to be safe. She had to be saved. She, I have to be the zero. <laughs> so with that, we shall go to the next song. Foo Fighters, my hero. <laughs> what? Foo Fighters, my hero. The 
this is my favorite song. Okay, so let's hear it.
First, need to go back to the previous song, My Hero, and then this. Sure. This song it is about losing my hero. Um, two weeks before my dad died, he called me because <laughs> out of the blue, he called me. Just tell me, oh, I love you. I love you. I was just, she would say that, say that I love you and God give me such a gift in life to be your dad. And then he was happy, he was dancing, he was partying. He FaceTimed me, he was in this huge party and have a fun drinking. That's the last memory I have of him happy party, dancing. And two weeks later, he died. <laughs> I guess you know, fainting. Why my hero have to go? Why? So did he die unexpectedly? Like it was obviously not expected, right? No, no. Uh, he was assassinated. He was assassinated. Oh my God! Yeah. And the second song really reflects like how I want to go back when I was little, when I was such an age. I should be better. I should appreciate him more. I don't know. I have like, this feeling that I was not all there for my parents, for my mom, for my dad, for my sister, for my brother, for everybody. And it's still very, it's been, it's been six years, but still, it's like, never go away. Never. Yeah, some things never go away. Yeah. I'm always thinking like, God gave me such a gift that he called me two weeks before. Just tell yeah. me I love you. Like things. I remember when I come to America, 
literally my whole family stopped the airport. There was like 30 people crying. <laughs> 30 people crying. My mother crying, my uncles, my aunts, my cousins. Everybody's like, look at me. I was like a rock. Like, nah, I ain't gonna cry. <laughs> I did it to the point my dad, like he was not crying at all. And then they have the last call to, to go to, to the bridge. My dad break up. He starts crying like so much. And I start crying together like, dad, no, no, you, you cannot cry. You never cry. What is going on? If things do not go well in America, come home. This is your home. There is no shame for if you do not win. There is nothing shameful to come back home. Do you understand that? So did you move to America because of your father's assassination? No, I moved way before that. Before that, okay. Yeah, way before that. Four years before that. He once, uh, what he once told the family that I'm just human. So no matter what we say, we are human. And when the emotions come through, then the tears just flow. That is true. Okay. So with that, I go to the next song in the end. It starts with one. I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind. I'm designed to try to explain in due time. Oh, I
tried so hard. Right. The first time I got diagnostic, uh, they come up to say that I have a cancer. They have a cancer, um, the chemo, and cause the lupus, and the cancer not spreading to make sure. And that killed my kidneys. That killed you? That killed my kidneys. I was already have a kidney problem and I didn't know about it. And I have to go through dialysis for three years I did dialysis. It was very hard, I did everything by myself. The song really just say, I tried so hard and I went so far. I felt, I tried to hide from my mom, tried to hide from everybody. My, my dad was still alive at that time. When I told you, they, they weep so much, they cry so much. They were beyond like angry at me for not told today when everything starts. That was burning feeling like you do something wrong, that you are hurting so much people because you're sick. It was so a lot of pressure on myself to not show weakness. I did everything on my own. I went to dialysis by myself. I drove, I worked, I tried. Tried so much. I literally clapped to Jesus, like, I'm tired. Let me go. Please let me sleep. No, wake up. I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't want to be sick anymore. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of all this pain. Never feel good. I'm tired of all those people. I hate them all. I hate the people. I hate the pitying. I hate. The people come up, oh, you're so young to going through this. Oh my God, oh my God, it's so young. That is so sad. I hate them all. And the burden to my family, everybody, like, I wanna go. I didn't wanna stay anymore. I asked God because God granted me so many wishes, so many miracles in my life. I told you, I'm tired. And I don't think I can take anymore. That, that's it. I can't. I don't want to go anymore. That day I decided I will not want to come back to the dialysis anymore. And they call me on Wednesday. We have a kidney match for you. Out of nowhere. A person who has no family, has nobody. They call me. We go, go to Seattle, have the transplant. 
remind you, I'm by myself. You cannot be by yourself. What God do, send me an angel. She literally showed up, coming to take care of you. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yes, Marty. Marty, I met he, her, like, when I got here in America, she was this lady who was literally helping me so much. And then she moved out to Seattle. She moved out to Spokane, Washington. She was not even Seattle. She was in Spokane, Washington. And she heard that I was getting a transplant. She got to the car with her husband. Her husband dropped her at the hospital. The first, and she took care of me for the whole month there, because you have to stay a month. The whole month. She literally paused her life to be there for me. For free, like, I did not ask. She showed up. I, I love this story because it just proves what I always said, our human angels, right? When you were willing to give up and you talk to God and then God just sent you a human angel and just showed you how you're blessed and you're looked after. And while you do things alone, you're never alone. Yes, that is what, that is what gratitude is all about. And it's like real life examples that need to be shared rather than just mere words. And with that, I go to the next song which is thank you
after the, I went through all that, I become a very thankful person and I put it on a list to all the people that I hurt. All of it. <laughs> all the people that I taught that I hurt. Everything changed in my life after my transplant, after my fate, how bigger than me God is. I used to like have such a fear of God because that's what church points on you, fear. Like God is this mean thing. He looks at you up when you down on you and you have to be this perfect little angel 24 seven. You can't have any flaws. Church is for me, like now that I'm a grown person and I can see with another type of eyes, how evil and toxic it is church environment, but it's not the God, it's the people inside the church putting so much pressure on you to be something that none they can achieve, but they want you to be. And I try my best after what happened to me to reach out to those people that I hurt, to be better, to be less selfish, to look at myself and to say, uh, you are the problem. Why are you being the problem? Let it go. Reach out, ask for forgiveness. Okay, so with that, <laughs> I like the thing. Don't speak. I like that. Let's hear it.
Okay, don't speak, but you speak. <laughs> don't, don't speak. Um, I met a, a man and I felt like it was love at first sight. It literally was love at first sight. I thought like, oh my God. And they wearing bells in my mind. Come on, I'm gonna get married. I'm gonna get married, I'm gonna have a baby. <laughs> oh god i don't know why that happening but it happened that day and he got second he, he fell in love with me too awesome and then he forget what little detail he has a wife and a kid <laughs> that he didn't know me that they have. It was so painful, that feeling like, why? Why me? Like, I don't want any part of it. If you have, if you're bored with your married life, if you're bored with, the, oh, you think the grass is green, or this or that, or you're just sick in your soul, why don't you have to mess with somebody else who are not? Why don't you have to point somebody in positions that I don't want to be a mistress? If I dream at the first, I think, no, absolutely not. I'm going to the next. <laughs> Bye, 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 bye,
So I would like to tell my audience they they can't uh, see, but uh, you know Anne was like dancing away. So <laughs> the song was 2004. This is such a happy time of my life. Uh, I like to everybody to go to the show to this MC. <laughs> He having a show in some ways and. Nobody's, nobody's gonna let me go because I was funky, I was very taboo, I was very forbidding. You can't go there. No, only like an adult can go. Somebody's older. This type of song is so, uh, um, not for our, uh, how can I explain? This type of song is not for the norms. This type of song, no. People shaking their ass. No, you do not go. You do not go. You do not go there. <laughs> so I made a plan and I escaped. I escaped. I am inside the event. They come into the, to the show and have the show. Cool. I get off of this the little uh, the house of the show. Three police cars outside waiting. <laughs> waiting for me. Oh my God. I'll never forget that. My dad mobilized two more of his friends to come and collect me on the bike. Oh my God. So you didn't, oh. you didn't see the show? <laughs> What? You didn't see the show? Or it was after the show. I saw, I saw the show because it was a big big event. They couldn't kind of like scout yeah. inside. They were waiting outside. And when I get off, I'm like, no, no. You managed to escape, but you always get caught in the end, right? When you try to. There, there is no escape. That's what I'm saying. 
Carnival something, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. So 2020 hit and 
everybody got hysterical, crazy. Oh, everybody's gonna die. It's like the end. Everybody's so mad. People so intolerant with each other. And this song is this song is talk about do not tell me your problems. Today I want you on a peace and love. That's what the song's about. And I keep every time somebody just say something or be angry or wanna like just vent out, I keep like singing the song in my head. <laughs> Don't tell me your problems. Today I only want a peace and love. The sun is beautiful. Thank you, positive. Life is gonna be amazing. That is so I love this thing so much because of that. was terrible. Yeah, positive outlook on life. Okay, so the next song is Onda Onda, right? Yes. Chakabum. <laughs>
<laughs> the best carnival of my life. <laughs> just I love to dance, I think. I love to dance. Uh, that was the best carnival of my life, 2006. Oh my God, that was an amazing carnival. It was just perfect. Like the whole year, the whole year was perfect. 2006, best year of my life. <laughs> that's, that's the song is about. <laughs> Amazing. It Everything was perfect. Brings you joy. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. So with that, uh, we go to the next song, which is... Colo de Menina Sem Querer. Okay. It's specific of the region of where I'm from. Eu não me entrego, 
Let's hear it. This is the favorite song of one of my best friends who passed away in Brazil for COVID. One of the. So this song describes her yeah, each way, how happy she was, how full of life she was, and sickness took her away. So this song is for her. Like, I could not, not let this song out. This so fun, so light, just like she was. Did you remember her? I remember the person that she was and how fun, how good being she was. And I just miss her. I just miss her. <laughs> That's all. So basically, you are honoring your friend with the, and her memories with the song. Okay. So with that, we go to the next song. Which is Horizon Tropicalia, Planeta de Cores. Yes, okay. <laughs> Como está Pra ser mais uma história infinita Sabe até que vivemos uma vida Se nos sentirmos sós Isso não quer dizer que já é tarde E a vida desfez pra nós Mas se não lembrares mais Melhor recomeçar Eu segui meu destino Mesmo com toda a dor que aqui dentro Não podemos bloquear nossos caminhos Talvez descobrirás Nossa história não foi só um minuto Sem futuro nenhum pra nós Mas se agora não dá mais Pra viver amar como antes Talvez por medo de querer Você chorar, mas se não dá mais pra viver a 
Okay. Where are we from? We have this whole month of party called mm. Sony Farm. We have a typical foods and uh, concepts like this, like this type of song. And the suggestion me missing that part of it, missing the food, missing the city, missing the parties, the typical parties. It's not like another party. It's specifically from the region I am from. Just she, the missing off of it. That's all. <laughs> That's what it is. Just missing what, how it was, how it is. I hope next year to come. <laughs> Enjoy. Why don't you tell the audience from uh, exactly which part you are from? I'm from San Luis, uh, from Northwest Brazil. Okay. Uh, and Northwest, we have a uh, different type of uh, parties. And this one called San Juan. It is a whole month of June. It is amazing. You came and they have a tent. And they have a concert, specifically music from that type of party. And we have a typical dances, traditional dance, uh, food, traditional food, new food, new infusion foods. <laughs> Brazil is always invented stuff. Okay. <laughs> That's after, it. After party time, we now come to our second last song, which is, you need to pronounce it. Victor Leo, may we even say? I guess so. Essa canção fala de um exemplo de como se deve ser um pôr de duas pessoas em que essas duas pessoas acabam sendo tudo uma para outra. E o mundo precisa de relacionamentos assim. É preciso você se entregar completamente. Eu sou o brilho dos teus olhos a olhar. Sou o teu sorriso não ganhar um beijo meu. Eu sou o teu a se arrepiar. Quando em meus braços você te acolheu. Eu sou o teu segredo. Mais oculto, teu desejo mais profundo, teu querer, tua fonte de prazer sem disfarçar, sou a fonte de alegria, sou o teu sonhar. Eu sou a tua sombra, eu sou o teu guia, sou o teu luar em plena luz do dia, sou tua pele. Proteção, sou teu calor. Eu sou teu cheiro a perfumar o nosso amor. Eu sou tua saudade reprimida. Sou teu sangrar ao ver minha partida. Sou teu peito a penar, gritar de dor. Não se ver ainda mais distante do meu amor. Sou teu ar, tua ar, sou teu céu, 
no teu inferno a tua calma Eu sou o teu tudo Minha pequena És minha amada Eu sou o teu mundo Sou teu poder Sou tua vida Sou meu eu e você Mm. The song is everything that I want, like, and a husband, everything. The song talk about be everything for another person, be that slow burn, physical pain, the love, the unconditional love that the man has over the woman. It's a beautiful song. And describe everything that I want for myself. <laughs> That's what this song is about. Everything. But you haven't found that perfect husband material as yet, right? Yeah. Maybe one day, maybe not. You gotta be okay too if you're not found. <laughs> let let no man also define you, Anne. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, if I did, then my dad probably he voiced himself in, in the tone. <laughs> no. So we, with that, we come to the finale. Is, please pronounce it for me. It's Martinho da Vila, Mulheres. Okay. Já tive mulheres do tipo atrevida, do tipo acanhada, do tipo vivida, casada carente. Solteira feliz, já tive donzela e até meretriz. Mulheres cabeça e desequilibradas, mulheres confusas de guerra e de paz, mas nenhuma delas me fez tão feliz como você me faz. Procurei em todas as mulheres a felicidade, mas eu não encontrei e fiquei na saudade. Começando bem, mas tudo teve um fim. Você é o sol da minha vida, a minha vontade. Você não é mentira, você é verdade. É tudo 
todo que um dia eu sonhei pra mim Já tive mulheres de todas as cores De várias idades, de muitos amores Com umas até certo tempo fiquei Pra outras apenas um pouco me dei Já tive mulheres do tipo atrevida Tipo apanhada, tipo vivida, casada carente, solteira feliz. Já tive tão zero e até meretriz. Mulheres cadeiras e de equilibradas, mulheres confusas de guerra e de paz. Mas nenhuma delas me fez tão feliz como você me faz. A felicidade Mas eu não encontrei E fiquei na saudade Foi começando bem Mas tudo teve um fim Você é O sol da minha vida A minha vontade Você não é mentira Você é verdade É tudo que um dia Eu sonhei pra mim The song describes my dad perfectly. I want to finish it with the, the song who was playing his funeral. This song play, play in his funeral the whole time because he has so many women, so many lovers, so many wives. So the song talk about how many women, the type of woman, the crazy, the this shy <laughs> describing him perfectly how much i miss him how much i wish he's still alive and how much he, things change without him so that's how i really wanted to have this good note to her mind remember him and remember how great he was <laughs> in his own unique way. <laughs> just remember that he's always with you. You just can't see him, but uh, you can always feel him, especially when you're at challenging moments. I believe that if you had a uh, connecting bond with your parent or anybody, you will always remain connected. And With that, we come to the end of the show and I want to thank you, Anne, for taking out time. It's a privilege and honor to have you on my show. And yes, you, you stay the way you are. You stay connected. I love you. I love you. Thanks so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so thankful to me. You, God, 
literally for you in my life and i believe that for a reason everything has a reason yes we always to say we meet for a reason and a reason a season a lifetime but i think what you and i have i hope it's always for a lifetime yes me too thank you <laughs>